Last time on Geek Force, the squad talks about Godzilla versus Kong, the kaiju fight of the summer. But today, we're talking about something else. Check it out on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the amazing G Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Emi. Welcome back, you guys. Marlon's out of space right now, heading to Mars. Blanket spaceship. Blanket spaceship. Blanket spaceship. No, no, I'm in um, in Abed's uh, virtual reality room. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm in the crematorium. Blanket fort, but okay. That works, too. Yeah, they they had all that. They had all that. This is a combination of both things, the blanket fort and the crematorium. Really upped our... Our Our geek uh, status? Geek status, yeah. (laughs) Marlon and Raymond in the morning. Great. Oh no! <laughs> you gonna have that? I'm not ready. Raymond just great. He's like, okay, I guess I'm in on this now. I have no choice. I have no free will. I have to lump us together. Hey y'all, we get oh. to have another Marvel episode today because we are talking about episodes three and four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we are. Can I can I say uh, real fast that this show is giving me a uh, uh, like above average but not amazing uh, Marvel comic book movie vibes? Like it is like for the, yeah, for the rest. Sure. It's sure. it's the, it, it's great. It's good. It's a solid Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not one of the best Marvel movies, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty good Marvel movie. It's it's. It's maybe a little better than Civil War, but it's not Winter Soldier. But you know, it's yeah, I agree. it's trying to figure itself out. Maybe by the end, I'll, the I'll have I'll be able to say something different. But like, I've been enjoying the ride. Oh no, I, I agree. I think with these two episodes, I noticed something that honestly could have been switched around to make the story flow a little bit better. But I feel like th- there are pieces here that are part of a, a good story. And I'm interested in seeing how they're gonna pull it off at this last two episodes, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely seeing this is a great show in general. Uh, there definitely are some tweaks they could make to make it better, but it's definitely holding its own right now after Wandavision. Agreed. Um, do we want to dive into episode three? Yeah, you mean the Zemo cut? Yeah, the Zemo cut. If, if listeners do not understand what that means, there's a whole scene. There's like a two second scene of Zemo uh, dancing in a rave uh, club for like two seconds. And then uh producer said there was actually a longer cut of that scene. And so people <laughs> flooded social media, hashtag release the Zemo cut. And they actually did two days later. And it's been everywhere. Uh, I saw. I saw they even put it up on on the Marvel Entertainment YouTube. Yep. It was an. It was a, it was a one hour version of it, and I was just like, yep. really? "Oh wow, this is what we're doing now." They just <laughs> fully <laughs> over people and over need again. things right now. It's rough out there in a yep. pandemic time. But people I like mean, that. What's funny is it's 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 almost like a uh, it's it's almost like a cold shoulder to uh, the DC because everyone's like, "It took us three years to get the Snyder cut. It took us right? fifteen minutes to get the Zemo yeah. dancing cut." <laughs> 
15 minutes. Um, Marvel, I'm sorry, a little Marvel, bit more. Marvel's just doing it better, the question in my is, opinion. Did we need it? The answer is absolutely not. But did well, we get not. it? No yes, one needed it. I just like to do it for clout. Like, they got us. That's, That's what Marvel did it for. Marvel was like, look at this. We are tapped into our fan base. Here's an hour long dancing. We are one. We are one. We are nothing without our without our fan base. We are nothing. Oh, no. They are nothing without us. They would and wither they, and, and die. They're smart, they right? They're smart. Yeah, but no. I mean, uh. sorry, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, episode three. Uh, it was great for many reasons. Um, we definitely get to see uh, an X-Men tie-in. We get to see Madripoor, which is sorry, Madripoor, which is um, connects a lot of the X-Men to this universe. So um, that was a real dope uh, <laughs> thing that it brought to life. And I'm like, okay, now you gotta bring in the Wolverine characters. Now you, now you, yeah. you come on now, like you, you brought in Madripoor, like this connects yeah. so many of the X-Men to this location, connects Wolverine and his son. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. But I mean, it, it, it also gave you this like, first half of it was like Ocean's Eleven-esque prison break scene, which I did not think was going to be the route this episode would take, where they're like, we got to go talk to Zemo. And then Sam's like, wait, like, so we're we're done talking to him, and and then Bucky's like, let's just say, what if he were to break out? And then you <laughs> proceed to see this Five Ocean's Eleven style. Let's just float that idea out there for a minute, see how you feel. It He's was like, I mean, Ocean's this could 11. happen, and then that could happen. Then Sam's like, this is all too uh, nonchalant. Why are you telling me this? It was more because it, it was more the Sherlock Holmes version of because surprise, and because uh, you know uh, Zemo, there he is. Ta-da! Poof! It was it's really like, fantastic. <laughs> I was God. I did appreciate uh because I if they had really done this interaction any other way I would have probably been a tiny bit upset not just because mm. I'm a, too much of a nerd but when when uh Winter Soldier walks into the room the first thing Zemo does is try to recite the words mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. and I was like yeah that's that's how Zemo would greet this man absolutely right. <laughs> such a hater <laughs> to an end <laughs> but that um, that first oh sorry go ahead no, I just I think it probably worked, uh, or either that, or he's figured out how to become a puppet master without it. Because, oh, Zima, right. I think it's the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like that first scene where they did the flashback, where you see him like realizing that he's no longer controlled by those words. I, I thought that was a really powerful moment for for Bucky. He was like, "I'm free." That was really. That Sebastian Stan acting that. skills that I know, right? he cried that glory tear. That he, I cried when he, he cried, cl- that, when he cried glory that glory tear. That Denzel so tear. <laughs> I was like, that was a oh yeah. God. Let's put the you're right. Let's put the let's put the respect on it. The the, the, the Denzel tear. Yeah, <laughs> the Denzel, yeah. And also in that scene, we also again get to see uh, Io, who definitely is making a name for herself. Like we know about Okoye, but. Io is making her name. You. I mean, mind you, she also made her name before Okoye because she was in. She um, was in Winter she was Civil, Civil War. Civil War. And Civil War. She stepped up the Black Widow. Like, and she told Black she, Widow, like, you better move or you'll be moved. Right. And ever since then, we knew she was the one. She, she been was. The one. She and she's making a whole lot of splashes in this show, and I am absolutely loving this lieutenant, uh, l- this liaison of the Dora Milaje, just out here taking 
taking business. She's, she's doing taking great. Taking names yeah. and kicking ass. But yeah, I mean, it was great to see that scene because, again, we see that this was a lot for Sam. This, I mean, this was a, a lot for Bucky. Like, this was a whole, his whole life was crushed. And also in that scene, yes, I I, I see that she's telling him he's free, but I also feel like he's, he's pretty much like, yeah, I'm free, but, like, I'm free to fully understand all my actions, and that's almost worse. Because right. now I have to live with now the I fact that I did all these years of things. And instead of like being put back to sleep, I got to live with it day in, day out. So that's that was definitely an, an powerful scene for his like mental health of like, this is heavy. This is like being free comes with this with this heavy cost. But, and this was six years ago that happened. So I didn't know. Basically, he was free from that set of words for that long. I mean, I know five years it was, you know, he wasn't here. But for the flat for the, the two years, he was free from being that puppet, you know? That's why he was like, Wakanda was such a nice place, because, you know, I discovered so many things about myself and literally being free from things that people controlled me from, I didn't have that anymore. And so I'm like, dang, he's been kinda just himself for longer than I thought. That was pretty cool. I, um, I, 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 uh, to, to get us back to Madripoor, though, this was why the scene, I was actually really hurt for Bucky the whole time during Madripoor because you're saying all of these things about how he had, he, he has so much mental health to work through and all of this stuff. And then he had to spend a whole several hours pretending to be someone he despises and hates and doesn't want to be anymore. And mm-hmm. I was the whole time I was just like, man, this sucks to be Bucky today. Like you have to, mm-hmm. you have to listen to this, this man, you have to listen to this man puppet you for hours because you that's who you used to be and uh, this is just this is tough Bucky <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah. I was stressed like, I was so stressed <laughs> in those scenes and then like to like piggyback off of what Rimmel was saying Zemo I think is playing it he's playing this role so amazingly like even when he like gets on the plane with them he he somehow pickpockets Bucky's notebook from him and you see just like the early beginnings of him just like poking Mm -hmm. both Sam and Bucky just trying to peel back their layers of like are you a hero what's underneath that and you see him being like oh this is an interesting little book you got here (laughs) and then you just yeah and then you just see that the two of them like you know are like arguing with each other but also like the root of the argument is from Zemo because Zemo's like you have a cool little book here like what's what's the, what's this whole book about did you did you like hurt these people and then Bucky gets mad at him and then uh, you also see a point where Zemo's talking about the black experience this is where complaint number one of the show comes into play they have been shown in these Bucky and Cat uh, Bucky and Sam uh, I said Cap on purpose uh, Bucky and Sam have been going through these past two episodes as such incompetent people and it's really pissing me off <laughs> How many times did Zemo get away in the past two episodes? 
like twelve. Every right? turn. How many times did they make Sam look like he didn't know what he was doing? Several. Um, mm-hmm. How many times did Bucky just? I'm just like Bucky. What are you doing? Like I, I, like what? He's not focused. I none of them are, and and right. so Zemo's running circles around them. Um, the internet thinks Sharon Carter is running circles around them. Um, the like it's just I don't and then you got dumb cap running circles around them at this point too and it's just so complaint number one why in that the, this is this was when I first got mad at this show over the past two episodes why in the mm-hmm. scene we're talking to the leader of this magic port bar who I guess is a person that's important why does Sam's phone go off in that scene I know that was the dumbest <laughs> thing I was like mother it's like Sam has been on missions before. Sam has oh. been part of the military. He doesn't have his phone on loud whenever he does any other mission, but apparently this one he's like, I'm going to have it on maximum I'm a, volume. I'm going to go to the most dangerous maximum. place on the planet and I'm going to leave my phone on ring and let's see what happens. No, that's not how, that's not oh, how this works. So, so I was just like, y'all could have written anything almost else here to have Zemo initiate, say, say something wrong almost like let let this man have a moment of 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 weakness instead of everybody else because like what is what is why why is it sam this time no i don't i don't yeah. like this <laughs> think, wait, to your point to your point this is where one of my rewrites come in um again we we see that in spider-man homecoming they show the winter soldier's face as saving the planet which means that people are aware of who Bucky happens to be. So why not they go to Madripoor and believe no one knows them. They meet this woman and she goes, hey, by the way, is this you on the news? And it's like him like either doing like something where it's like, it looks like you're in full control since you saved the planet. And like you could have fully pulled in the fact that this winter soldier who used to be this like enigma, this ghost is now fully in the public eye and doing things and that could have been the foil of like you're not who you say you are as opposed to like having Sam's sister call him and then being like yeah tell those bankers I'm gonna kill them and uh yeah <laughs> right and to piggyback off that what is it public knowledge that Bucky has been pardoned for being the Winter Soldier or is that not public knowledge I, I mean yeah. I who this knows is where homecoming so. messes that all up because homecoming does a whole lot of showing people things, and it's homecoming, like I think that is, school oh had no. to pull. Sorry, go for it. No, go ahead. No, no, no I'm th- I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Right, keep yeah. finish up. Yeah, I was thinking like because in homecoming, like they pulled a still from a newsreel of who like here are the heroes that saved the world right. and like Bucky's on it. So that came from something. Like this school right. isn't breaking any news at, I mean, a, at a high school. They're not breaking hot news. So it's like, no, this and, is out there. That. People are and I, and I guess Then we get into, would random person in charge of this bar in Madripoor have this information? Um, and even if, yes or no, maybe, I, I don't even know if they... I don't even know if they thought about that at the end of the day. It's a uh, yeah that that could have been a way they done it. Uh, they something they had already established in the show was Sam Sam and Bucky like button heads on leadership, um, mm-hmm. like a little bit. So honestly, if you still wanted if you still wanted Sam to be the one to make a mistake, you could have had Sam button heads with Zemo a little bit, being like, no, I'm the I'm the guy in charge here, and like that could have thrown off the situation to make it to make the make the situation go bad like 
that would have made a little bit more sense than his phone going off. That was just the most yeah. bottom of yeah. the barrel. I think that scene out of, the, <laughs> out of it, and it felt like we gotta like push this. We gotta D&D. push this along. We gotta, we gotta yeah. move forward. Oh, you rolled a, you rolled a, <laughs> you rolled like a seven. Oh, you your phone yeah. rings. <laughs> like um, this is this is a D and D. What are you talking about? <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, oh. and then I, I really, like, I think, like, in that scene specifically, so, so many things happened that were so convenient. Sam's phone goes off. That's convenient. This woman that gets, like, killed by Sharon Stone, the moment she dies, every single person in Magical gets a text saying, hey, go kill these people because they just killed this woman 0.5 seconds ago. And I'm like, does she have a chip in her neck that will send out a text message to everyone? I mean, I guess maybe this gives credence to the rumor going around. I'm crying. Sorry. Go ahead, Ray. I'll, oh, I'll finish. Um, just... I do want to say for that scene, um, this is mo- mostly to Ening. That scene reminded me so much of the last season of Westworld because of what Aaron Paul used to do. If you've seen Westworld, they're mm-hmm. li- like the way of how people were getting money was they. Oh, that freaking that got uh, like automatically you got sent to. Uh, Why'd you get a, do a bounty? Remind or me of that season, cat. I was trying to delete well, it from my when brain. I, saw that scene, I was like, it was almost from shot by shot. Like even yeah. the the coloring, yeah. the tone, it looked yeah, exactly yeah. from Westworld. Right. And I was like, right. did they right. take this from Westworld? Sorry, well, I'm still I mean, crying from what Marlon said. That place just seems so insular, like its own little like world. And so when that call went, in, it was like it was like the walls kind of breached a little bit because like, oh, there is a world outside of this world. Because just the way it, it feels like there's just so many ins. Things are just happening on their like, it's it's like running on its own wheels. Like there's no like there's no other outside outside things happening. It's like it's like chaos, but it's organized chaos. Yeah. It's basically um, it's 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 a pirate city. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's exactly I, how. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like they could have done so much more with the lore of that place because Magipore mm. is where you go to buy information, where you go to right. buy illegal weapons, powers. They could have done so much with like, hey, like we gotta like again to rewrite that scene they could have maybe gotten a text from like the power broker about like is this Sam or is this Bucky and then like she's like she gets like a whole like like text of like things like he's like you know not who he says he is or like a little like like a screen cap of like his like mental health notes or that something is, that actually would have been the best way to do it the power broker just sends her a text these people aren't who they say they are and mm. <laughs> and uh, everything went bad that would have been and, way more sense and <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Sam publicly like first episode wasn't he publicly like getting his picture taken when he was in the Smithsonian I mean, give, giving back the shield and knowing this is a place of informational hub well, Kat, he looks like another not, black guy so that was that was yeah. helping oh, the tell back on that trope okay no 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 but it's it's clear that I feel like every episode they try to drill home that people don't recognize him without the goggles like they don't really know who he wow. is and so even in Magipore wow. they don't they don't know who the, like I feel like that was it in that episode was like people that's just crazy. really don't know who you are and that's sad just, it is apparently they know Bucky just off rip with his whole new haircut wow. and everything that that wow. was the third episode was the was the John Rick John Wick director mm. directed mm. that one is what I oh, remember he hearing or someone wrote maybe he was the writer 
or some writer. part of a writer for that episode. Raymond, yeah. with that, with that last yeah, five that minute fight scene with Sharon Carter, that definitely was a John Wick episode. <laughs> not Sharon uh, no, Stone. It was, <laughs> not Sharon Stone, Marlon. Because it was, it was, no, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the high praises in this episode was, uh, yeah, she, you just called her Sharon Stone a few minutes ago, but the, she's <laughs> Sharon Carter, I think. Uh, the, I mama. They had <laughs> several <laughs> one shot fight scenes in that episode. They were shorter than Daredevil. Yes. They were God. they were like they weren't as long, mm-hmm. but like there was several of them that they did where it was just like a couple of movements with a fight a fight coordinator in one like then then the camera comes down and it comes back up and it moves. I was just like, wow, y'all are really doing it for this show. Like this is a rare thing for a Marvel team for a Marvel anything to have one shot fights. Like most of the time they're super cut. Sharon's so going to town. She was. She was going to town. They had to show that she was like, yo, she can take her own. So she's she's just carrying it. People, um, at least in some groups I saw online, did not understand who Sharon Carter was. Oh yeah, they, they missed they, the movie. Uh, Amy, Amy and I found we had a whole uh, night of just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Comments of <laughs> scrolling. People saying like, who does Sharon Carter think she is that she can fight like that? And I'm Sharon like, so okay, rude. first of all, rude. <laughs> you need to she's stop still that. a Shield agent, most oh, likely trained by Melinda. Melinda May, okay, okay. Secondly, she's a Carter. Melinda. She's a Carter. Thirdly, uh, living out there, you, I mean, I I don't know about you, but when you are a character from a comic book and you live out in the wild, you get a little bit uh, scrappier in your uh, surviving skills. I have predictions about her because she's a little sus. I do want to get to that. I mean, that's the rumor that I'm talking about. That's what I was. She took on hella dudes while they were doing that some shit, so. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about it now, or do we I want mean, to wait? while we're here, we're talking about it. We might as well talk about it for a second, okay? Because so, since Marlon just uh, said, uh, yeah. like the whole text message thing that went out as soon as that chick died, that I, honestly, that's a good, Lynch. that's a good point. And it was like, beep, and it um, leads to cat send. So, and then of course, right after that, we get that first uh, Zemo disappearing scene. <laughs> Yeah, it was the it was the first disappearance. But to make <laughs> listeners be like, what are y'all talking about? So when I saw this episode, well, not this episode. Yeah, no, the fourth episode when that came out, I had like five people text me asking me, "Cat, is Sharon the power broker?" And so I really wanted to save that question for today, like for this episode. I wanted you guys' mm-hmm. thoughts and opinions on that, and what evidence do you think supports that theory if if that's what you think so do you guys think sharon is either the power broker or is somehow connected to the power broker i think she's like either i think she's deep undercover working for the power broker in a way that's like she's like trying to like nab this big fish so she's like fully ingrained in the world and is willing to make compromises and do things that maybe Captain America didn't do but she's willing to do as a shield agent like listen I can cross these lines because I don't have Cap's uh, rules so I'm willing to like do what shield needs me to do to catch this big fish and so I'm going to work directly with this person in order to like maybe get in deep but I mean that's what I'm thinking but I want to hear what y'all want to what y'all are thinking <laughs> so you think she's still with S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think she's still working I think for Nick Fury undercover? I think Nick Fury put her in this spot I would go with that actually I don't think she's the power broker because that would be boring um, yeah 
but Absolutely. I think, I think Nick, she's deep Nick undercover, Fury. like deep undercover. <laughs> yeah. It would be boring. I was Nick like, Fury. it could be, but she's I don't she's know. working for Fury. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. I am on uh, Ray's theory more because I did think about how we first came encounter with Sharon is because you know she was basically Steve's uh, little watcher person like she was supposed to watch over right and (laughs) Nick Fury was the one that did that for Mm -hmm. uh, that put her in that position and so if you know anything about Nick Fury he does things his way not the shield way because you know that's just who he is he's thinking about you know he's like 50 steps ahead of us in plans so um but my question is you guys if that is true like when like do you think this was like right after she uh stole the shield and tried to go to run and then maybe they had some kind of meetup where he put her in that position because they didn't i mean they were not prepared and being like dusted for five years um as far as that and then we don't even know if sharon was there i didn't i didn't see or pay attention to if Sharon was dusted or not. I don't think she said. Did and she? if she I wasn't... Don't, I don't think she did. Whoa. I think she talked about being she being in Madripoor for five years. So I don't think she got... Yeah. I don't think she got blipped. Yeah, she, she, yeah okay. I think she described like how chaotic it was for those five years. I think that was her thing of like, like Sam, yeah. like you weren't here. It was cr- it was wild while you were gone. Gotcha, gotcha. I think, so I think in that time, she just cozied up in Mandapur and got some good context. There's one of two things. If she when she disappeared mm-hmm. from all the stuff from Civil War, right? She either. Got away because, you know, she knew how to because she was Agent 13. She's a Carter. She was trained by S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of the stuff. She knew what to do to get away. And then Nick Fury found her because he's Nick Fury and everyone thought he was dead. And so he found her and was mm-hmm. like, I, you know, let me help you. You're Agent Carter. I, you have to. I'm not losing you. I can trust you. Um, and yeah. then. Uh, or she found Fury, and that would be way more interesting of a story. Yeah. But it would be mm-hmm. as a, if anyone was going to find Nick Fury at that point in time, it was certainly probably going to be her. So mm-hmm. I would like I to see that sense. be the thing. She probably played up being lost for how many years she was there. She was she was hamming it on a little too strong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she had oh, a yeah. system. She had a whole She's system. Knew striving. exactly where to go. Had people pick her up. Oh yeah. After she fought how many guys and shot out how many guys dealt with two explosions and she just calmly walked to a car and got in. I was like who is this chick? Like, she has satellites which I think is yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. She has access to satellites. That's Fury. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think it would be more fun yeah. if she, she she built something and then eventually found Nick Fury after building something mm. and then he then she, they started working together. I, I really hope that's the story we get but uh, right. we'll see. To take down the power broker or to tap into his resources for yeah, themselves or something. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those theories. Those are really good theories. I do like, like these cool. theories. And then, of course, like we're just going to fast forward through some of the smaller, lesser parts and get to the good stuff, which is they get to meet uh, Nagel, the creator of the Super Soldier Serum version 2.0, or sorry, 3.0 at this point in time. 3.0. And he kind of describes how he was working for Hydra 
Then he got blipped, and then he came back and he started working for the CIA, where he got access to good old Isaiah Bradley's DNA and was able to um, make 20 doses of the serum before they got yoinked by our girl Carly Morgenthrow. Dang, Carly. She busy, but we'll get to her later. And then, of course, we get another scene where they leave Zemo unsupervised again, and he gets access to a whole gun in a laboratory because, once again, no one is watching this man. Like, Sam and Bucker are just the worst chaperones. They're just, like, super into what this guy is saying that Zemo fully just, like— sidesteps around the laboratory feeling underneath things finds a gun and we know Zemo is abs- he absolutely abhors super soldiers so of course what does he do when he gets the opportunity and they're distracted shoots Nagel right in the face mm-hmm. uh, and of course this is Disney so when they when they like show you his face when he falls to the ground there's like no bullet hole but it's just on the ground dead and I thought that was very cute of like come on Disney why would you show his face <laughs> there ain't no bullet <laughs> hole in his face why would you do that <laughs> He shot him so good, like it, the bullet must be made of ice or something. I don't it know. Just, <laughs> it pierced his. It pierced his brain to spear. Right, and it melted, and n- nothing was. It's one of those uh, tree covering bullets. Yep. Exactly. And then, of course, the lab is now also being destroyed, and it blows up like a meth lab. And then we get Baron Zemo's uh, fight scene, which was very interesting. I mean, in the comic books, we know that Zemo is strong. He's not like super sort of strong, but he's, you know, capable of going hand to hand combat because that's he kind of has to be because he's a dude in a mask. Uh, so we get a chance to see him pull off some of his own. Um, special agent moves with his new grungy purple grimace mask and uh, scrappy arts that's what I call his fight scrappy arts scrappy arts (laughs) which is interesting seeing him do a little fight scene that was complaint number two it was it was all fan (laughs) service it, it honestly it was. wasn't needed. Like, again, I'm going to talk about some rewrites. This is one of the things that we didn't need to see. We could have just done the whole, oh, it's exploding. Let's get out of here thing. And we didn't need to see him do like, this, his little freeze frame. I'm going to put on my mask and sneak behind enemy lines. <laughs> and what was confusing is that he shot, he shot a, a, a gas pipe with people who were in front of him. That explodes right. and kills two people. The two dudes next to the gas pipe that got exploded and got shot don't turn around. And I'm like, y'all heard the gunshots, right? There's someone behind you if they don't ever turn around. And, of course, Zemo just comes into some close quarter choking. I'm like, y'all are the worst criminals I've ever seen on TV. Because this <laughs> man, bad day for all. y'all are video game bad. Like, it, only <laughs> in video games can you shoot a pipe, explode it, and then have the bad guys be like, where'd that shot come from? And then you can sneak up behind him and like, snap, 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 snap. That's what happened in the scene. I'm like, y'all didn't need wrong. to be done. Y'all signed up for the wrong job. Um, we just came here to collect a pick. Like, they're like Joker's goons. Like, I just came here because of the benefits and the check. Um, I, the check I heard no some benefits. things. I saw some things. I'm going to be like, what was that? I'm just going to stay here even though Batman just threw a whole smoke grenade right here. I'm like, I'm going to walk in the smoke. Really? They had that same, level of common sense. They had that level of common sense. And I think this episode, it ends on something that I think Raymond and I really were fearful of and our fears only came true. We were applauding Marvel 
for the portrayal of Carly Morgenthau for episode one and two. We like that they were sticking to this kind of ambiguous vigilante who was more focused on progressing the ideal of like we're being taken advantage of and we're going to fight back and the way we're going to fight back is by taking things and giving people who deserve them and it made her kind of like a villain but not really a villain more or less like someone who just like has a means and will do what she needs to get there and then of course in this episode they fully insert their foot into their mouths and we hear that uh, Mama Donnie who I believe had more had a bigger role before they cut some of the scenes down Mama Donnie dies we don't she dies from the disease and at that point Carly decides I'm gonna not tell anyone in my group mind you we have a saying one people one world but I'm not gonna talk to them at all I'm not gonna discuss my plans I'm not gonna discuss how this could affect everyone in the group the women and children the old elderly the, the poor the hurt and I'm gonna become a bomber on this one mission where everyone was under the understanding for just getting supplies and she kills 10 she kills like six people and she doesn't and it's just this weird thing where it's like why would you write her in a way to where this just feels like a such a jarring moment of like why would she just do that they didn't make any sense it just was it was so forced of like we got to make her a villain and she's going to kill some people now and it's like why this wasn't necessary. Well, I feel like they were trying to based on her grief of how her maternal figure died. And so they were really trying to force that. Oh, she she lost the one thing in her life that was stable and, and good. And these people that have been chasing them, you know, they killed her homie in the last episode. So I don't know how she went from point A to point J. But like, she's like, you know what? They they want to start killing us. Let's kill them. It's like, but that was how many instances where they were trying to yeah. kill you. Now, so was the power broker you. killed your homie, right? And not these GRC was, people. And then I, I'm getting into episode four a little bit, but they're doing they're doing this like mm-hmm. she has maybe she has the same spirit of Captain America thing with her, also in this show. And but like this this moment in time in the at the end of this episode three where she it gives into grief and kills these people, that's not the spirit of Captain America at all. Um and so I just I feel like yeah, it just didn't make sense. It it was another complaint. I was just like, I don't I don't understand why this is happening. It feels like uh it just feels too Disney. We he pulled a hay in case you Yeah, in case you in case you weren't sure whether you should hate this person or not, boom, you should hate this person. Like uh, like it's it's uh you didn't need to do that. Like she yeah. was so interesting. She you could have could have not had done that. Maybe she punches somebody too hard because you know, uh, and she or like it didn't well, have to be her killing people. And then well, and then she you know she feels bad about it, but she stops. Her friend tells her to stop, and then they leave. And then the entire episode four could be basically exactly the same way. Right. They just they you know 
they she just didn't kill people. I don't think she needed yeah. to kill people, but you know, and I think we're I, I like, where you're going, yeah. and you can go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I think we're to like also like drive on the point you were saying of like how they wanted to make her look bad, and the next episode they go on to wax politically about like all these people died. One of them had a family and a newborn kid. I'm like, well, why would you like this? Is only just to like drive us of like this is a bad person, and then she killed a person, and this person had a family. She's bad. And I'm like, y'all, this was this was a full a full stretch. Like we didn't get to do this. And I think honestly, I think the way they could have redone this just to kind of piece on episode four, what they could have done was I think in the next scene, next you know episode, you have the point where Sam. I think what they should have done was. In episode three, at some point, they should have gone to Madani's funeral where Sam and Carly meet. That scene could have still played out. It could have been the first time they meet. Sam does this amazing thing of being a counselor. He talks to her. And then, of course, at that point, we can have John Walker burst through the ceiling, calls a ruckus, and then... We can have John Walker be the one to, like, desecrate this this gathering and even shoot and harm either Carly or someone else. And then we can have Carly be upset, be angry uh, about how they came to this funeral, how they hurt the people there. Uh, and then we can have that moment of, like, building her anger, building her rage in a way that feels like it's measured. And then even then, like, we can have her, like Raymond said, potentially maybe fighting Walker and then she hurts an innocent bystander. Like maybe unintentionally. And I feel like that would have added more weight to her being this kind of um, suspect vigilante as opposed to be like, great, we're going to do a full 180 and now she's the bad guy and we're going to make her do all these crazy things she never did before to really drive home. She's the bad guy. Um, yeah, to bubble off that, what I didn't get in episode four was her plan. First of all, she was trying to be level with Sam saying, we're very much alike. And I was like, no, you're not. You kill people, first of all. Secondly, she has this whole agenda to kill John Walker, to kill the new Captain America, which I felt like was out of nowhere. I was like, how did we go from helping people to now we want to kill Cap? Like... That, to me, was another thing that they threw at me as a viewer. Like, I don't understand. He didn't really hurt. Okay, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you should be focusing on the power broker. Whatever. But I've, I feel like what you said, Marlon, would have made way more sense. Knowing in episode four, uh, people died. You know, more people died. But it would, actually, it would actually have helped more of John Walker's. Like, John Walker's arc was predictable, but I feel like if it had went the way that you had explained, it would have made more sense for her to have more of a reason to be like, I'm going to hurt that man because of, you know, he came up in my mom's funeral and he hurt people. He killed the people I love. Now he has to die. Now that would have made more sense. But before she even came into contact with him, he was like, she was like, we got to kill him. And I was like, girl, what? Why are we... Like I, I know he's trash, but like, why, why do you need to kill him? What did he do to you? It was wild. I feel like it could have been an amazing moment to have their developments parallel. You could have had a, you could have had a scene that put them both on track to basically be people who make bad choices at the exact same time. Like with that, if they had like done the editing in that way, you could have had great. I don't like you for this reason. I don't like you for this reason. And now you have their growth escalating together because they interacted enough to where like, now this makes sense. Cause like you were saying, again, like I think 
with Zemo being there, Zemo definitely is uh, kind of heavy-handedly hinting at what this, not only what the show is about, but what uh, the issues are about. And he brings the fact that his belief is that the pursuit and search and funding of a super soldier program and the super soldier serum is supremacy, plain and simple. And um, I think it's an interesting argument because if you look at Captain America, if you were a, if you were a German, Captain America looks like an like a true Aryan god. He's blonde, he's blue eyed, and he's strong. Like it's 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 no mistake that that's how they portrayed Captain America to look like. Like this is like the ultimate like Aryan for this group of people and he absolutely disagrees with them fundamentally on everything that they do. And I think it's interesting that like as he as Emo was discussing, like, think about it, like Steve's been the only one that is like outstanding with the super soldier serum. Even like even when Bucky brings up Steve, Bucky does not bring up himself in that description of people who do good with the serum because Bucky knows I am not the example that I should be like putting up as like, oh, look at me. Like, I do good things. Like, no, for like a couple of decades, you were hurting people with with, with the serum in, this, in your system. So we, of course, get this like supremacy, which of course leads to Sam telling Carly, I have a friend who says you're a supremacist. And then Carly immediately gives a definition of what she wants to do that almost perfectly aligns with supremacy. And she goes, wait, I didn't mean that. And it's like, you did. You fully, like, you're, and I think it was great to see, like, she was describing how she wants to make the world a better place, but in her pursuit to make it a better place, she's willing to go to extreme levels, which is border supremacy. No, that was a great segue from the Zemo supremacy talk to, um... The very next uh, highly contended best part of the episode, where we get, um... Uh... We get general microaggressions get uh, dealt with quite swiftly and handedly. Um, we, we, we go from Zemo describing supremacy culture to uh, John Walker uh, forcing his way to the room uh, and demanding, uh, demanding Zemo and then demanding that they relinquish him to them in a way that feels a little problematic. I mean, he just comes in there, he flaunts that I'm Cap now and he teases Sam of like, should I put down the shield and make it fair? And at that point I was like, oh my God, Sam Beat just hit his him. ass. Sam just Beat hit it. him. <laughs> but of course, Sam is Captain America through and through and he just looks at this man and just like shakes his head like, oh little white boy, you got a lot, you have a huge ship uh, on your shoulder. <laughs> I, ever since that, uh, whoever said it to me, I think it was you, Cat, or like I saw it in the, the uh, try Jesus. <laughs> don't don't yeah, try me. <laughs> and honestly, to like to channel that energy in that moment, a Wakandan vibranium spear just like hits the wall at the peak of that. Uh, and of course, we get that lovely Wakandan theme song as Io rolls in deep with the squad uh, and is having none of John Walker's disrespect from just from jump. He tries to pull the whole, like, this is not your jurisdiction. Io hits him back with, the door Melaje have jurisdiction wherever they happen to be. Uh. And, and then, of course, John Walker does something that, oh, God, it, it made me so angry. He calls uh, the vibranium spears little sticks. Yes! Uh, so and I'm racist. like, you are fully being disrespectful. You know those so. aren't sticks. And then he even, he takes it a step farther 
by non-consensually trying to pat this woman on her shoulder like, hey, calm down, sweetheart. And of course, you, like Raymond said, try Jesus, but you don't try. <laughs> that he catches a swift boot to the chest and almost with, and with the skill of a, an amazing tactician, he flies back, hits the spear, and lands on his face. Uh, and then we watch a good minute as Sam and Bucky and Zemo watch the Dormelage just curb stomp John Walker before they decide to intervene. But for a good minute, they are just dog walking this man. And even Sam throws in, hey, John, you okay? As they are just absolutely handling him. And then finally, Bucky and Sam are like, okay, let's stop this. Like, they're they're really starting to hurt this man's pride. <laughs> and then, of course, they try to do their very best. Again, the Dormelage have no superpowers, but are fully capable of taking on a superpowered person. And then we get, I think, the most funniest scene for me is we get to see Ayo master her uh, four-palm trigon punch. <laughs> on on Bucky's shoulder and just fully his his whole arm just defaults out and his just falls face. to the ground and he, he looks and he looks so hurt like Bucky looks so hurt he looks so betrayed and that like first he's like you could do that in his face and he's also like but why would you do that that's my good arm and he just looks at her it's really sad and then I was like it had to be done I'm sorry homeboy but then of course my favorite scene I, this I wish I had her name and as a character this Dora Milaje woman does the Steve Watcher does the Steve um Captain America oh, yeah. chill flip kick <laughs> perfectly just nails it and catches it and she is loving that scene like she's like this is a nice shield and then Io looks down at John looks at the door and she tells oh, it and she tells her give him back his shield almost like you would tell someone to like yeah. hey give it he's 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 gonna cry you should give him that back now it's that teacher voice that mother teacher voice of like give it back to him hun give it back to him but my god like it was yes. and again in that scene specifically that's exactly the point where we know that John Walker is like I am absolutely taking this super soldier serum <laughs> I had this I had this black man back sass me and I'm Captain America damn it and then I had these black women beat me up <laughs> and take my shield from me and I'm not gonna have it anymore this is the last straw battle star <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that was my favorite scene in this entire season was that whole like everything was just it didn't miss miss a beat for me like the dialogue was it was nice build up the reactions of Zemo Sam and Bucky it reminded me of that uh, Jojo Bizarre Adventure scene the diamond one when he's finishing his tea and then he joins to curb stuff it had like that same energy of like no we're gonna wait let me finish let me finish okay now we'll join in to help even though they didn't really do anything um John Walker I mean at this point we knew he was horrible like we as fans don't like him but for me personally that's why I was like oh no you don't touch a black woman you don't talk to her like that you don't talk to a very big cultural like group and call them like sticks and spears like uh, I was just like I was stressed I was like ooh you gonna die or you gonna be in a coma I didn't know what was gonna happen um, Zemo though 
Again, nobody was watching him. It was perfect. He was like, just like and I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, they're after me, but they're preoccupied. This is perfect. Which, Almost, you know, I wasn't mad at him for doing that. I'm like, it nah, was, you. <laughs> it was a Looney Tune sketch is what it, it was. was. It was <laughs> it was Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd having an <laughs> argument. And then Bugs Bunny is like sneaking away in the background. It's like, I'm out of here. Peace. Which, <laughs> which, hey, like, where'd he go? <laughs> the only thing that was missing was before Zemo went, he should have asked. Uh, guys, can you just point the direction of Albuquerque? I just need to. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was all that was left. That's all that was needed. <laughs> Wait, no, he, he could have been like, hey, do we have any more uh, Turkish delights? No? Okay, bye. bye. I'll go get some. I'll go get some <laughs> in this room. Yeah, I'll be right back. Oh, God. It was so good. And then, of course, we have the whole downtime of him pouting in the mall. But then I think Battlestar gives us an amazing bit of dialogue where... Uh, John is asking, you know, what happens to people when they take the serum? Or like, like, will I change? And then Battlestar tells him, I think the serum just makes you more of who you are. And I think that in that in that scene, I was like, that is a bad thing for John Walker. That is an absolute bad thing. And it's amazing that U.S.'s friend cannot tell that that is a bad thing for him to have. He doesn't see it. Which is really it. unfortunate. It's really sad. As it's really sad. I feel like you should be able to like be aware. Like when he was like, I'm going to go in. He's like, no, don't like wait. And then he right. listened to him for like a minute. <laughs> right, right. But then it's like he still like he couldn't see it. And I think that's just so bizarre. But it's it really I, weird. No, but I thought that too. But then I've seen friendships got like guy friendships where they're best friends and I never understood where because the one guy was pretty toxic but the but the guy and it's usually a a man of color who's like the bestie but he's like it's like the good version. Like I've actually last year knew two dudes besties. One dude was super toxic, one dude's a sweetheart and and they're like besties and I just didn't understand it. And you know the guy who's really sweet, he always had something really wise and uh amazing to say and the toxic people be like you know you're right but you know he's not really he's taking his own interpretation of the advice so seeing that scene it really was powerful because it's like yeah Battlestar was saying everything right but knowing how by this time we knew who Jordan Walker was and what his goals and aspirations are we knew he was going to turn that bad and now it's really bad you know Yeah, and also like we also I think there we've seen two scenes where Zemo asked Sam do you want to be? Do you want? To, do you want to take the super soldier serum? And Sam, without pause, no, absolutely not. You need to think about it. We then we, we, we go over to Battlestar and John. He has he has Battlestar. Would you take it? Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's like these two people are just such polar opposites because again, it comes down to experience. And I think that's what it what it amounts to is that Captain America had the experience of being someone who's small, who wants to do the most good for people, which can include sacrificing himself. So again, he takes that serum, he becomes a big guy whose main thing is I will sacrifice myself to like, help people. And then we go over to Sam. Sam's like, I'm doing the most good as me right now. I have a background as a grief and trauma counselor for veterans in the VA's office, and I'm doing the best work as a person right now. You go over to Battlestar and John Walker, they are 
TV superstars, and they're like, I can be better. I want to be better. Why do I want to be better? So I look better. It doesn't cut, like, even in that scene where he's talking about it, he signs an autograph, and Battlestar is like, you feel better now, right? And it's like, this person is fully about the accolades. He's not about saving the little person. He's about, I want to look good because I need to look good because I'm taking off this mantle, and this mantle is here to, like, promote me almost. Do you think in his head, um, like in John Walker's head, he is trying to be a more memorable Captain American than Steve Rogers was? Or do you think he's just trying to achieve the same stardom? Like what, what in his head being better, what does that look like compared to how Steve was? We'll see. I mean, I know in the comics, like, U.S. agent saw himself as like the better hero only because of like you know I I, I have a I have a presence you know everyone loves me like I got a a kid show I got T-shirts I got a cartoon and he's like he's very much of like the material aspect he's basically Homeland like on paper and in my audiences I score high on these scores of people who like like patriotism where I feel like I think we're gonna see at some point I think we're definitely gonna see John Walker make a statement of like I think I'm better than Captain America. America because of these reasons. I feel like that's going to that's going to be the turn Not you anymore. see being like In the comics we'll see does he does he do what he did in the show? In the comics he's super annoying. Like he like basically he's like uh, if there's a crime like there's like a bank robbery, he shows up to be like I'm going to catch the most criminals Captain America because I'm better than you. Haha, you got three, I got five. No, but I mean like <laughs> is he exposed on, on such a scale his actions at the very end of episode uh, 4? Um, is he like seen in that light by the world? No, he's mostly just seen okay. as trying to steal the limelight of like I can do and like even Battlestar in the comics unfortunately Battlestar is a part of this crew of people who they would like put on uh, fake outfits and do crimes so US Asia could stop them and be like oh look I stopped eight crimes this week and not bring the fact that like eight of those crimes were his friends who were doing these crimes and getting arrested he'd put them back on the street because he wanted to look good on TV so it he was a bit different the boys. He, was, he was a real cheesy hero and I think eventually down the line they made him more intense of like oh now I'm actually going to do assassinations for America and it became <laughs> transition to that of like I'm fully going to break the Geneva con- the G- Geneva Convention and break laws and hurt people because patriotism which is not far to what Carly kind of wants herself so I'm like <laughs> um, so yeah so as we get to the end of episode 4 him going through a lot, you know, for his little brain, you know, he's been through so much. He's already hyped up. He's, he, you know, he, in, in the episode that I don't know, we kind of really discussed the scene where he was, when he was chasing Carly and how they find, they found the vials of, uh, of the serum. And even though Zemo destroyed as much as he could, there was one left and John took one and we knew he was going to take it. We knew he was going to be like, bitch, <laughs> like for real. Because um, by the by the last fight, you know, he's bending things. He's like hopping off things like he's 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 high off the serum and he's feeling himself. He's feeling great, you know, but as as we know from Full Metal Alchemist, there's an equivalent exchange when you want that type of power Oof. because he busy he loses his uh best right hand man uh friend. But Apparently, again supposedly. Yeah. 
supposedly yeah, dead. Supposedly. Dead. But he we that, we'll that neck. That neck though. But yeah, you're right. This is Marvel. Yeah, we dead. don't know. Um that happens. Basically, Carly killed him, but it, she killed him in such a way where we were kind of discussing how if that had happened earlier, okay, but like at this point, it was like huh, and she killed him. <laughs> like, I'm like and, and the part that got me was it was one of those moments where she like was looking to process and then she ran away and everybody's just staring and they walk and I was like oh, no, no. I loved it it was like it's like when you're like play fighting with your cousins and then one you get really <laughs> hurt and everyone's like oh, don't cry don't cry don't cry don't cry don't cry don't cry, don't cry. and everyone but runs it, away like that was that scene of like oh. it felt so cartoonish to me knowing how we had the fights and stuff happening in the last ep- episode and then this one it was like we're all stopping and I'm like you could have gotten her he could have like but I get it okay yeah that was really crazy but that was kind of predictable and then that led to John Walker grabbing one of her one of her friends and he murders him in daylight in front of you know civilians and then more he had the blood watching more importantly it's the friend that prior to that scene, they gave him extra time to talk about how he used to love Captain America. Right. And he used to think he was the coolest superhero. So, of course, it had to be, he's the one who had to die by Captain America's shield to, like, Mm -hmm. make it poetic of, like, look at that. He used to love Captain America. And this Captain America murdered him in the middle of the street. That's so, I don't like that. (laughs) But okay. Like, I guess. But it's just. It's a pull it off. Uh, yeah, but I'm just like I mean, there's just clunkiness that that I was just like, huh. We'll okay. see what happens. I mean, I feel like depending on how the show takes it, they can either do a whole thing of like, oh, he killed the terrorist, and it's fine. We're gonna move forward to do a very cool, do, do the very like typical thing of like, oh, like we're anti-terrorism. Like, why would we feel bad for him killing a terrorist? Like, this guy was a part of a group that killed 10 people and they had children and families. We're not going to like, you know, we're not going to give quarter to terrorism. You know, or, and then we'll get the opposite side. We'll get like Sam and Bucky like, okay, he has the serum. He has the last one. And he is a bigger threat than we thought beforehand. Like, now he's going to be unhinged completely. Right. He's going to be doing things that he feels Steve Rogers didn't take advantage of with having uh, super strength and super abilities. Because remember, Steve was good and he's it's almost similar to how the old Clark Kent was, where he was super powerful. But, you know, he limited himself a lot towards his powers until, you know, they rebooted the new 52. Then it's like it's full on. So it was like Steve had all these great abilities but at the same time he had his self kind of just either balanced out or limit to how far he can go versus how Bucky you know he really pushed on his abilities and that's why he was the winter soldier so I feel like John Walker is on this weird scale of similar to the winter soldier but like he's aware and he accepts it you know he knows i can just kill people with my hand i can just go far i have super like i'm just gonna go and be the perfect soldier that my country needs me because there's bad people and we need to get rid of them for america 
<laughs> you know? I'm um, afraid of... That's what I feel like is, we're heading towards. How, I'm afraid of how our political structure in our country will attach to that idea once we get to that episode. Uh, <laughs> no right. Raymond, already online, you will find a certain subset of uh, fans yeah. are defending John Walker of like, oh, he it was comes, upset. He was sad. Though. And I think the best comment that someone made in replying to that was someone said, oh, so you're saying that John Walker was having a bad day? Oh, no. And then oh, literally yeah. every I'm sure both sides are playing with like, it. Damn. Oh. I'm sure every side I'm is playing speechless. with it. <laughs> Jesus, that was too real. That was. It was like, yo, like, yeah, it's like, how are y'all bending over backwards to defend who this show is showing you as the bad guy? But you're like, oh, he's, he just, he was just feeling super sad and like he didn't know what to do. And it's like, this is a grown fictional character. <laughs> and he made that choice. Right. And that's gotta, the that's the that's and that's never. that is the fact that everyone has to remember is this is a grown fictional character. Like he ain't real. He they, ain't no such thing as a super soldier. Like if you got if you if you excusing this, I you this is a little uh, that we're aware of. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor, so Superman's out there somewhere. <laughs> um, He's doing so, DC stuff. Not yeah, stuff he's Superman exists. Um, we might have. Uh, okay, there we go. But the uh, so yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how people are going to take the rest of this nonsense because it might get kind of bad there uh, in this next episode, uh, depending I'm on which way Disney's taking it. this show. Well, like, it is interesting to see, uh, like what Marlon mentioned, how people people are like trying to defend John Walker and then you have a whole other side who is demanding death threats to the actor that portrays John Walker Wyatt Russell which aka is Golden Hans and Kurt Russell's son looks they, just like it they looks just like Kurt Russell just without the beard and they fans or fans have been sending this man death like threats because of a fictional character again fictional character that he portrays he, he plays him so well that people were like he had to like delete his social media and I'm just like again I mean I understand there's always extreme people in every fandom but it's really crazy when you see two totally extremes at the same time oh yeah at the same time well cat um your favorite anime the girl who voices gabby she got hella death threats after she that did. sasha thing so yes. it's not like it hasn't happened before it happens it's just a it shame happens, but it's like yeah. this is it's sad crazy people it's can't take. overly invested it's like you're right. like enjoy the show don't take it that far no one wants like it's it's enjoyable like these are just characters but, but i mean we've seen this since the inception of tv people have a really hard time uh separating a character from the person that plays him unfortunately i mean um, you saw that with game of thrones <laughs> that is so true <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited for what these again we only have two episodes left two episodes. i'm excited to see what they're going to do with it i do think another issue i have with this episode again is the portrayal of carly um again Carly goes from 
uh, a freedom fighter to somehow having connections to not only knowing where Sam's sister is, but having her cell phone number and also having eyes on her property. And the most like super villain thing ever of like, how did she, why did she do that? How did she do that? It's just, it didn't need because to I be a thing. Sam to be like, I'm, he, I'm serious. That, that was her reason. That's what she said. And I was like, well, why? And didn't make, it's like, but how did she go from overnight being someone who's like, hey, we're going to like bring you supplies and also being mostly in Europe, being mostly in this location to somehow having eyes and connections all the way down in Louisiana. It just was this really weird, like, she's a supervillain. She has eyes everywhere. But it's like, you didn't establish that. You said, that she, she, I mean, I, I, you did mention that she has cells in other places. But, like, is there a cell right next door to Sam's sister all of a sudden? Does she have, like, in her little uh, Lost Boy group, does she have, like, a hacker or something? Because that Clearly. wasn't really established. Because I, that's how I assume they know where to hit uh, places to get the supplies as some type of I feel like it's online. System. Also, but there's a sign that said to find Sam's. Like the, I'm like, but what made you so you web. can show Sam that you were serious? Like what, girl? The power broker's after you. And then when that was said to her, she's like, oh, I'll handle that, girl. What's your plan? Like I don't understand her motives anymore. And I'm just like, I don't even know who she is anymore. Like I'm like, I at this point, I'm like, I want to like her, but she's making me lose interest because I don't know what she's doing. I don't know, like, whatever happens in the end, it better be some uh, beautiful present wrapped in a, a giant red bow because no, no. nothing for me, it's it's like, you lost so much momentum for this character for me. I, I don't know what she's, what? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the the portrayal of Carly is going to trip up the ending um, mm-hmm. because of I how agree. they've already done it so far. I think they had an interesting idea with the power broker being this kind of shadowy figure, but they went from making the power broker being this individual that she was constantly on the run from to now she's been in the same location consistently for the past couple episodes and has not moved. And it's like, well, why hasn't he shown up there yet? Like she's been there multiple times and they've shown her as someone who like does a like a, a break in or a hit and then she moves. Like in the first instance of uh, seeing her, she robs a warehouse, gets in the truck, goes somewhere else, like stays somewhere else over the night and then goes somewhere else the next night and is constantly moving because again, they don't want to bring the heat on the people that they're supposed to be supporting. Yet for the past two episodes, she's been operating from the same space to the fact that Sam and Bucky can show up, John can show up, Zemo can show up. And it's like, you're endangering every single person in this area because you haven't left yet. I, I, I don't know. That's, that. Uh, we'll just see, right? Um, <laughs> I did hear, cause you know, last time we were lied to because of Agatha, mm. I did hear this episode's <laughs> gonna be longer than the standard one. I don't believe I don't it. know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anything. I mean, it would be nice because these episodes are longer regardless of uh, WandaVision, but I'm like, longer than that? Like the stand? I don't know, but it would be nice because there is literally two episodes. I feel like you have a, you have a lot of content, but not too much content to wrap up whatever the story is. Like, I don't even know if they're trying to wrap it up because it feels different and it feels like it would be open-ended towards something down the line and I just don't know what that would be it's gonna be Sam getting that shield and then it's gonna wrap 
But like, how do we get there? It's going to be messy. Like, uh, it's messy. I definitely think that in the beginning they had a very coherent kind of story, but I feel like with episode four, it's kind of made the road a little uh, wonky a bit. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be a messy two episodes. Um, With the last one, they'll they'll get to that landing. It won't be a perfect landing, but they'll get to it. But I do think they're going to have a lot of, (laughs) like, like, yeah, I I think they're going to have a lot of just strings loose that are just going to be really kind of like gnarled looking like you talked about the power broker now if you introduce him like you only have two episodes to do so we know who he is though is sam getting his loan is sharing going to get part like there's little things that i i want to be like or why was it said or are are they going to do that 90s thing where it's like if they play song and it's like Sam went along and got his loan for his house Bucky continued to go to therapy Sharon was allowed back to United States and Zemo well no one's seen Zemo since he's dancing somewhere in the club uh, he's dancing in a club somewhere with his uh, Turkish delights. Exactly. Because I feel right. like I, I feel like, like it's gonna be hard to stick. again two episodes. It's gonna be hard to stick the two landing episodes. with two episodes left. And there's so much that's just it's like we're at our height. We're at the climax. We're at like right. John has killed someone with that shield. That shield has blood on it from a I mean not a non-combatant but like an unarmed person who was like saying I give up. Like you you, you have blood of someone on there now. So it's like there's gonna be. There's going to be a ton of left open questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's I don't just going like to be that, a ton. Okay. And there's, yeah. I, I, this episode will certainly probably be Falcon versus Captain America. Uh, which yeah, I, I saw a clip. Yeah. Amy saw a clip. I didn't watch the clip. Oh, I, I, yeah. Like, I haven't watched anything, I, of course. I, no I, didn't, I, I wanted to be surprised. But I feel like that action should have happened in episode three, so that episode four we would have had been like. That's not how Marvel movie ends. That's not how Marvel movie ends at all. I'm like, you just, you just, you just like literally created three more like storylines, fifty thousand more questions, two more episodes left. Like, unless this is gonna segue into their own movie. (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised. I'd watch it. I don't know. I would, but I'm like. I don't know what this movie would be. Thus, back to my original thought of what are we doing? What are are these characters doing after this show? We don't know anything. They haven't announced anything with these characters. And I, at at this point, it feels like a, it feels like if they don't give me something like as the, uh, at the end, as the end credit scene of the show, uh, I might be I like I I'm gonna be left unknown for a while. So I, I expect the end credit scene will give us the they're gonna do a movie. Ah, Captain America. It's 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 what gotta be a surprise. What if season two of this? Is it? What if they yeah, just do a season I, two of this? I'd watch a season two of this show. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, if there's a movie, when? Because you know they've been showing the Marvel timeline for two. months. So is it a movie or season two? I'd rather. I think it's it's gonna be season two because I'd rather. Go ahead. I'd rather not, unless they're gonna change the name of this show at the end of the show, and Mm. call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Because if we're moving, we're moving forward. What I think the end of the. uh, Sure. So that's why I'm like neither of them are gonna be this (laughs) these two people at the end of the show. So. That's funny. Uh, Captain yeah, America. This, the, name James. This, the name of this. The name of this. Not James. the Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Buck and, Buck, Bucky Barnes, Captain America and Barnes. Yeah, I don't know. The, the name of this show won't make sense by the so, end of it. So, so I, I don't want a season two for that reason. I want a new show. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think, that's, I think that's the difficult part is like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, like, I think Raymond's like you said, like, it said it's, it'd be weird for them just to end it and like, we're not going to answer anything and our yeah. next movie is we'll going to be something. on 2023 because we already have right. this consistent timeline so far. Right. So it's like either they do a direct-to-Disney Plus movie of like, hey, we're going to drop this Disney Plus movie on Yo. y'all of uh, of this of this last uh, episode or whatever. Part two of the whole saga of yeah. Falcon and I mean, and that'd be dope. It'd be <laughs> cool. Be, oh, It'd be a, a nice little really surprise. Cool. Like, look, we're doing direct to, like, streaming movie. Um, but again, like, I think it's, it's just, it's this weird, it's this weird uh, split in the road for this specific show. With WandaVision, we knew they were going to set up the Doctor Strange movie. We knew that was their end goal. But with this show... We don't know what it ties into. And that's so much better. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, I think that, I think it does add to, like, the, not prestige, but to the allure of, like, the show of, like, ooh, how are you going to wrap it up? Like, you got a lot of questions to answer. Are you just going to be, uh, are you just going to be like, nah, we're not going to answer any of these. Show's over. Two episodes and we out. And, like, like, or are you going to do, like, you know, great, we'll, we'll, we'll answer the show in a uh, five-part comic book series you got to pick up in store starting Tuesday. Or, like, however they're going to end it it's it's going to be interesting because again this show unlike WandaVision and potentially unlike Loki we don't know could end any sort of way uh, and yeah I'm 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 worried. I want it to be something impactful because, again, this I think this show particularly has been just eye-opening and groundbreaking for Marvel in terms of them covering issues that they kind of steered clear from for a while. And the, the fact that they wholeheartedly went in for it, I'm like, great. Like, how are y'all going to continue these stories, continue these tales? Like, you introduced Isaiah Bradley and Eli Bradley. And one episode, like, what's going to happen with them next? Like, what's what's the future of this whole thing? So I'm excited for the potentiality of what they're going to do next, but um, we'll see. I mean, Marvel has definitely pulled a couple of surprise moves here and there. They got everyone signing them heavy as NDAs, and I, I applaud them <laughs> because I am in suspense. I mean, I will always keep remembering the last episode of Mandalorian like that is like every time I feel like with WandaVision I'm like how they're gonna end every time I feel this way in these series I just remember the last episode of Mandalorian and how I was just like what now it doesn't even have to be a good what just something that I'm like oh okay (gasps) I was not expecting that it's zombie Captain America (laughs) I think I I think I saw somewhere that they said that there's going to be like a special guest on no. the Samuel show. Jackson. I don't believe it. Are you sure? It's Samuel Probably, Jackson. Yes. <laughs> Nick Fury. Oh, abs- oh yeah. He'll be Maybe. there. That or Raymond. Sense. Maybe it'll be scroll Nick Fury. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we'll see. And again, that's two scrolls. There's either two that, scrolls. Either oh that. Either that. Or I mean, it could. <laughs> or my other, the other fun thing that it could be is it's it's uh it's Monica Rambeau. That'd be hype. Ooh. That'd be interesting. We're timeline like just down the line. She got called up to she got called up to Fury. So this if he's involved, she could be involved space. with these new powers. 
I mean, it doesn't mean she didn't come back down to earth when they heard super soldiers, several super soldiers were killing people. Like, maybe, yeah, it could just be Chris Evans also. That would make, that's the other one that makes sense. I know you don't want that, but knowing how the possibilities are within our grasp, Feige says I mean, not involved anymore at good. all. Good, so True, that's why it's Nick Fury time, or Tiana Paris. Like, but I am down don't trust to them. do the duty. Don't trust Remember any of the NDAs. Um, like how we thought the special bit. guest in WandaVision was someone, and it just turned out to be Paul Bettany again. <laughs> and himself. we were like, in a white suit. So, like, who's to say it's like Captain America? No. This like, still doing Captain America things, but no. oh, like, hey, I'm gonna have a talk with you, Sam, and it's gonna just re-establish what I told you in in game, basically, that's, that's, and then we'd be like, oh, "Okay, that was the special guest." I I don't I don't I don't want that scene. I don't want that scene because I don't either. But yeah. you guys, you have to make that I want, be an option. I want that Sam. No. Sam, no. Sam needs to believe in himself for himself, <laughs> not because Captain America keeps telling him it, I mean, to believe in himself. Episode four had some really strong highlights, and yeah. then it cheapened itself. So. What were you saying, Raymond? <laughs> Oh, I was just saying that Sam needs to Sam needs to believe in himself for himself, Mm -hmm. not because Cap keeps Mm -hmm. telling him to believe in himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. gotta find his confidence. He does exactly. So I am Captain America. He's gotta fuck you, everybody else. He's he's gotta say what he feels. You know, that's 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 what he has to. That's what he has to do. Save that for the entire episode of this Marlin. Do you uh, think that's like that tattoo? Old, like, <laughs> as a group, like, just have that tattoo. Is that, so, is that, is years from now, we'll be like, oh, say what you feel. Potentially. Really? Gotta love those, <laughs> gotta love those uh, Starfinder D&D deep cuts. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Raymond. I think the last episode has got to end with almost similar to... Tony Stark saying, I am Iron Man. It's got to end with Sam Wilson holding that shield and saying, I am Captain America. And he gets a whole new red, white, and blue wing suit. And he gets a brand new uh, red wing equipped with it as well. So, but again, they got two episodes and maybe bluing, maybe. But who knows? Maybe they'll make these last episodes just buku long. We'll see. But yo, it's going to be a hell of two episodes to wrap up this really interesting story. You'll and be stressed at the same time. I'm always stressed. Like I will say about the show, it it takes the suspense way more than Wanda. Oh yeah. To, like how certain scenes, I'd be like, oh, this is, and then it'll just go somewhere where I was not expecting it. I'd be like, ah. like how I think I told you guys when I watched episode four, I was yelling at the teeth. I was so loud watching that episode. I it was a movie. I mean, each episode does feel like a movie, but that just took me all around town and I was mm. just not prepared for that so don't do it, let's Cap, see how episode don't. 5 oh, no, is gonna <laughs> right let's see how episode hey. 5 is just gonna do it big well, so, and then we gotta wait a few more and then we'll start Loki I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that um, that'll be I'm a, excited for that show it has yeah. a lot of actors that I really like yeah. I think Marvel um, TV Loki's is doing never great boring. Yeah. Marvel yeah. TV is doing great especially I mean I think the only L they've taken is the fact that Sony is partnering with Netflix to only release uh, the Spider-Man films on Netflix as opposed to releasing them on Disney Plus so petty. that's petty 
petty. Sony's so, so petty. We talked about this on our first season. That's some mean show. shit right there. Since we started the show, remember we used to talk about Sony all the time? We gave back, him a break. Back, way back now when, we're going to go back to ago. how petty Sony is. With Mark I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I respect it. I respect that play. I'm like, you know what? Forget Kevin Feige. We're going to Netflix. Oh my gosh. Not dumb. They're like, we can't be Kevin but, Feige. Pet. We can't be Zack Snyder. You know what we're going to do? We're not going to be. No, no well, one should try to be Zack Snyder. I'm sorry. Does, not Disney does not need to control that. everything. I, I'm True. just saying, like, as far as achieve such a pop cultural uh, movement, that's what Snyder started with all his little stuff. Sony can't even, they can't even do that. So they're like, we can't do either or, but we can do this. Hey, and that's how they found their lane. So, well, Sony, I'm back for you. I'm ready to talk about you anytime in the future. Well, I mean, we'll see what they do with the uh, Spider Verse that they've uh, started to weave <sighs> in preparation of all their Spider Man related films. Oh lord! It's only—it's their one and only superhero franchise, and I, I'm hoping that with that singular focus, they can be like, "Great, our eye is on the singular ball. We can stick this. We can stick this." But it's Sony, though. It's Sony. I don't know why, but they got Tom Holland. Who's doing a they lot got, of heavy lifting, but he, they got Tom Holland. He, he can only do so much. He's still a young actor. Okay? They got John Favreau, he too. all your hopes and to one point. They got John Favreau. Too. That's also true. True, 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 true. We'll just see for the future. But, Sony, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. Um, anything else we want to add to the wonderful world of Falcon and Mental Soldier? Do you want to talk about anything you're going to, anything you guys are going to think? It's gonna happen, or thing you want to see by next episode? And I didn't see the clip, so I have no idea what's in store. Same. You mean is rubbing here? Well, I mean, you're the oracle. I'm very evening. excited. I'm gonna go in blind. Very excited. I'm very excited. So, <laughs> that should make me be very excited. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't. The only extra thing I had to say was I really hope the power broker isn't anyone we know. I, mm. I, I could use I could use a new villain in this universe. That's scary. Yep. Um, and so if the power they haven't shown them yet if that's the case like i feel like you're so deep in in the series now you would have seen them by now right if you but i'm okay if that's not even true if they're just like oh you we just we've Mm -hmm. never shown you this person he is uh they are the power broker we don't know who they are i would i would i would be kind of okay if they don't even show the power broker and it's just like this is the beginning of this character that'd be kind of fun uh uh, Ooh, like whisperings of him and they never show him for the rest of the season yeah that'd be show. like who's the bad guy somewhere else maybe someone like you don't yeah there's there has to be some mm. sort of representative kind of like how steppenwolf ended up being or better steppenwolf yeah. ended up being for dark side yeah i mean because it was well done uh that part uh you can still have a you can still have a scary surrogate for the big bad guy so. You're right. Mm. <laughs> or maybe, I, maybe Captain America is the, you know, he gets in the way of of Power Broker, but then Power Broker pulls U.S. Agent in at the end of the show, and that's an in credit scene, and we we see Power Broker for a second, and then Power Broker gets up like, you can come work for me since you got kicked out of the military just because you know you 
you were Killed you took it too seriously yeah or something mm-hmm. like you know I like that in you're you. real easy you're serious yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's kind of how it plays out in the comics i mean power burger has a good foothold on u.s agent for a good minute or two if so, anything i think like to raise comment it reminds me of the punisher where uh there was a certain character who was also getting super serum which again is within the marvel universe so maybe they'll tie in uh that whoever that maybe that scientist in that show is power broker and it's like oh if you watched Punisher so many years ago it's the same guy it doesn't have to be but it's a cool it's a cool subject but basically in that show we see that there's this like really popped up police officer who like is you know trying to go after the Punisher and then he also uh, I think he also dates Hellcat for a while and then he starts taking this serum to get stronger and stronger and becomes this kind of like government um, like uh, powerful guy and that I could definitely see the US agent being like maybe he gets arrested and we get that nice little prison scene where he's like in a little glass cell a little jumpsuit and then some mysterious figure we only see them from like the leg down and like the like the camera's pointing like at, a, at an upward angle, so we're just seeing the back of a leg, and he's like, "So, uh, Captain America, huh?" And the guy's like, "I'm not Captain America." He's like, "Well, maybe you're something more. Maybe you're an agent for the U.S. Uh, a U.S. agent." And the guy's like, "I like that." And then it just ends, and it's like, "Ja-ja." Geek Force and Jessica Jones and all those shows are canon in this universe. Isn't that the dude that was in Jessica Jones too? Say again? The dude that basically, what's her name? Well, Hellcat. She was interviewing slash dating because he took something that made him crazy strong and then she took something to make her crazy strong that led down to her path that we never got to see and so i wonder if they could use that to connect that to this but that it's been so long i don't know how they would do that but that's a that's a loose thread that they could uh you know string along if only We'll this is why on our on the show we should really be working for Marvel. We have so many random wonderful ideas. But hey, we do the second best thing is putting things out in, in existence and seeing it happen. So I'm glad we said it out loud. So now Hopefully we just sit back and watch our work come to fruition, like the uh, Kevin Feige slash. Oh Zach gosh, thing don't bring it up. <laughs> of them said. <sighs> That's true, but we'll see you guys. I just. We'll see. It's two episodes. Uh, not next week, listeners, but the week after next week, we will conclude the series. So stay tuned. If you have any thoughts, concerns, theories, uh, anything, please don't forget to let us know because this is an exciting show. If you still haven't been watching, please so be checking it out. Because, you know, I know there's people out there that still haven't watched the Pretty show. Good. And I'm like, what? That's all right. Yeah, I think I think it's it, it's an enjoyable piece of uh, television. So check it out. It's definitely enjoyable. Um, with that said, thank you guys for coming together and having this wonderful discussion on the show. Listeners, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, please keep us in the know of what you like to see what happens on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Until then, enjoy your juice. Wakanda forever and game on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.